Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. I am here talking today about spirit animals. I'm talking, we're going to talk a little bit about some unsolved mysteries on Netflix, some UFOs. And I am here with Scotty. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. You know what we haven't done in a while? What's that? An aura update on you. Yes, and it's this is good because yeah. we've actually added another aura reader today. We have today. another aura reader here. She hails from <laughs> Buffalo, New York. That's where she was born. Originally. Uh, we don't know who her parents are. No, just kidding. Um, it is Brianna, yes, our daughter. Hi. So my 11-year-old can see auras, and she's gotten to a point the last, I don't know, since she was six, maybe she could articulate them to me. Hey, Bri. Hello. So... Brianna, when you look at Daddy, like what colors do you see on him? Now we we talk about this a lot, so yeah. But I think Daddy's mainly red and blue. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I'm doing like the guinea pig, which is named Norman, he gets all green on me because he always tells me what to do he and does. like how to do this and like where to uh, put everything. Yeah, you get all okay. That's because. <laughs> Oh. Like, your responsibility is to clean the Yes, but when feces. I do, you're like, oh, this isn't bright enough. That's what you say. Right. And that's Be- how you sound. Because we don't want to have the feces on yeah. the bottom of the cage as it goes back okay, into the but, house. Yeah, but you don't have to be like, you have to do it this way. You are hearing a purple and a red have a fight right now. This is a purple and a red having a fight about the guinea pig cage. Continue, continue. And you just, like, get all green because you're like, this has to go here. This has to be my way, my way for the food. I don't know. That's you. Mm. But but maybe the green is because I pay you well. You don't pay me for anything. <laughs> you, I think she's saying you have inauthentic green. Inauthentic green. Yeah. Okay. When, and it's funny because, like, Bree and I, right, Bree, like, like, when we're out in public, like, we give each other a look. And yeah. nobody else knows what we're talking about. Like, when, <laughs> like what, when do we do that? Like, restaurants? Yeah. Like when we see, and like in public, a lot. Yeah, like when we see just weirdos. Yeah, at the store. <laughs> like we just know, and then poor Scott, Daddy. What does Daddy do? He's like, "What are you guys talking about?" He's like, "What are you guys saying? What are you guys doing? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on?" And like we're moving across the room, and he's like, "Why?" And we're just, "Just do, just follow us, just do what we do." Because we're in South Florida, and there's a lot of wacky people around here. So, all right, and so, you got to be vigilant with so the aura colors. I understand this green thing, but all right. So how? What is the update on my aura now? Well, when I look at you, well, I'm going to have Brianna answer this. Red and blue. Yeah, but how do you see it? Like, yeah, how do you see it? Because I'll see it, like, in different balances, like, around his body, or, like, it'll feel more red or more blue, or, like... It just comes to my mind, I guess. Yeah. How do you see it? More red, more blue, balanced? I see more red than blue. Here, I'll I'll take my hat off. I agree, It doesn't matter, though. If I keep my hat on it or not, it doesn't matter? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect it. (laughs) That doesn't do anything. My hat's red. Would that... No. No. Yep, she's just like me. Like, she can see it, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's like you have more red. Right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than blue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean. So I'm, I'm out of balance? No, you, you seem just, like, sometimes you, like, today you're having a bit of an intense day. Okay. So, like, you kind of have been running around all day, like, telling us what to do. You don't know you're barking at us. Right. But you are. Right. And, like, now I have backup. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, I mean. Look, I mean, here's the thing. Ever since I retired, I've actually, you know, I'm working more. Yeah, um, that's true. So there's a lot of moving parts now to mm-hmm. the business, I guess. And since, you know, we have a lot of more, I don't know how to say, more things coming up. So that yeah. I'm trying to organize all those moving parts. No, that's good. That's so maybe good. that's why I'm coming off as more red. You are. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. And I don't mind it. And it's yeah. fine. It's just the reality. So you're more red, but you might feel like better that way too. Well, I feel 
a little more red today. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, I agree. You agree with yourself. I feel red. You yeah. agree with us. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's uh, bad, though. Is that good or it's bad? It's not bad. It's okay. just it is what it is. How come red people don't like to be called red? I like to be called red. Yeah, sometimes red people don't like being red. Mm. How do you I, feel about that, Brie? Because you're purple I and don't red. Care. You don't care. You own it. Yeah, I don't care. think there's anything wrong with being red. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so if you had to pick one, let's say, celebrity, Brianna, mm-hmm. um, to give like an aura reading to, because, you know, Mr. Michaela over here, she does this on her Instagram where she'll, she'll read celebrities. Which celebrity would you pick? Um, probably Ariana Grande because I like her music and her personality in the interviews. And she was on that show, Victorious, that you love. That's so old, though. <laughs> I like it, too. It is, it is a really funny show, Victorious. <laughs> All right, so what are her colors? Um, I would say purple and blue. Okay. But sometimes I feel like she's, like, pulling it off, so, like, she's being happy or something. Like, in her songs, she's being more purple and blue, but in reality, she's a different color. Okay. So, oh. oh, that's really interesting. Interesting. So what do you think that means? Like, do you feel like when she's on stage, she's different than off stage? Yes. So you're picking... See, you guys got to remember, she's 11. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're picking up on something that's like a lifestyle thing. Yeah. So what do you feel like she is in like a relationship or like when people just know her as herself? Like red and purple. Okay. But in song, she's blue and purple. Okay. So you think uh. she's coming off like less assertive or aggressive than maybe she is in real life? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. So you're saying she's got some hidden red. Like uh-huh. she's a little... She got some boss in there. You're saying yeah. that's interesting. I love that that's that so cool. assertion. Yeah, she's starting to see inauthentic colors. Right, like she's starting to see like people have shadow selves and like yeah. what they try to hide from us and things like that. All right, that's cool. That's well, really we'll work cool. on your articulation, okay. but you do an amazing job, anyways. And yeah, just keep working at it. Yeah, that's what we do. That's how we talk around here, anyhow. Thank you, Brianna. You're welcome. Thanks, Bree. All right, so let's you know let's let's move on. And um, we were talking. Uh, sorry, we were watching the other day. Yeah. A reboot of Unsolved Mysteries. So on Netflix, there's, well, the Unsolved Mysteries, and, and like, okay, so watching Unsolved Mysteries with you is like, wasn't this an old show? This has already been done, and it has been, but Netflix redid it. Right. I thought what it had freaking amazing. I thought they redid the, like, you know you how they, they yes. you know, have the office on? Yeah. I thought they were just replaying the replaying episodes. Them. No, they're all brand new. No, they're all brand new. And we watched the UFO one together. Yes. Do you believe them? The Berkshire's UFO episode. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, do I believe in UFOs and all that thing? Yes, there has to be life on other planets. You know, I do have, like, like you guys know, I'm stockpiling MIR. Um, But, you know, I, you know, when I was going through the show, I wanted to do it as a skeptic. Yes. So one of the guys that was abducted. Yeah. Who didn't have the right, you know, equipment to get him out of abduction. He did not have the MIR. Was Tommy. Tom. Which is our Star Seeds episode. Not Tommy Tom from... Vanderpump, Tommy uh, Tom, Tom. Yes. Tom, yeah. Thomas Tom. Although those two might have been abducted too. The Tommy Toms. The Toms. Uh, the Tommy Toms, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was like a few things that were weird about his story. You okay. know, he like really loved Crayola crayons. I thought that might have been strange. Like maybe He's an he was, artist. Yeah, but not, not that. You know, it's okay to be an artist. Right. I thought maybe he was like sniffing the Crayola. Okay, you thought he had like, maybe he, had maybe a, he was on drugs. Well, he was like seven, I think. <laughs> yeah, he was like a kid. Yeah. No, well, maybe he was like sniffing the crayons. All right, so you don't see him as a reputable witness because he seemed wacky to you. Well, there's a few things. Then he said like something about him running in place. Yeah, but somebody saw him do that too. The yeah, babysitter. but how do, how do you know there wasn't a treadmill on the lawn? I know. 
Okay. Right. So I thought of that. Yeah. Then I thought maybe he might, because there was another woman also that was like now friends with him afterwards. And I right. thought maybe that was like a pickup line for him. Okay. So. <laughs> I saw you in a space. So track. I had some skeptical thoughts. Yes. Um, what do you think of his credibility? Well, I looked at it and I did a post on this, like from Aura Colors, because like each of the, and I, I focused on the kids, like just the kids that were the ones who were seeing things. And each one had their own aura combination. And sometimes that can make it either, I don't know, like they just, you believe them differently or they have different ways of presenting information. So the guy you're talking about, Tommy, who disappeared for like seven minutes, he's green and purple. So I felt like from him, like this need for us to logically understand that it happened. And so he's like drawing the pictures and he's trying to give details and he's laying down on the grass and he's, this is where it happened and this is how it happened. And this is, and he had the most detail really of his experience but he's artistic too so you can kind of feel like maybe there's a production value to the way that he's presenting his story but that's a green purple characteristic like they do tend to put on like productions of things if that makes sense yeah no that makes sense but then that girl who did it um oh god what was her name melanie her name was she was the one who was in in the car with her family and she levitated the one who was getting ice cream with her family now she's purple and turquoise and you, I got from her vibe, like, yes, she was a little kind of like, I don't know. She had, I'm sure reminded me of me a little bit. Cause she was like, ah, whatever, <laughs> okay. that's what happened, man. You know, she doesn't care. Like purple and turquoise people like, believe me, don't believe me. I really don't care. That's what happened. And she even said like, I understand if you don't believe it, like maybe yeah. it's easier to live in a world where this couldn't happen. And that's so purple and turquoise to say something okay. like that. Now, one, you know, one thing I did, um, find fascinating was there was one was it was she the one that the the people when they, they I guess they were abducted they lost yeah. the time and then when they put them back the claim was that one was in the driver's seat that was in the passenger seat and the passenger seat was in the driver's seat that was Thomas that other, other guy, guy that other okay. boy with the mom and the grandma switched right. seats now okay. he's red and blue okay see now I'd be more inclined to believe that because if you came back course, in the driver's seat, yeah. we would know you've been yeah, abducted. Yeah, and that's what one of the arguments were. Like, Grandma didn't drive. Yeah, you don't drive. So, so. what happened there? And also, I, you, that's the one you believed, too, which is funny because he's red and blue and you're red and blue. Yeah. And you have some sort of, like, affinity for other reds and blues. And he was just like, screw right. you. This is my word. And super red person fashion. Like, believe it or don't. This is what happened to me. And don't. He, he was fighting. They had to move out yeah. because he, he wouldn't let it go. Right. That's just who he is as a person. Yeah. So I, I, that one I believed a lot more. I, yeah. I, he was like the one I believed the most. And again, right. probably because he's red, blue. And his mom. I um, mean, how do you deny that? His mom was just like, listen, this is what happened. You know, right. I believe them. I believe that happened. And I'll tell you what, like, I realized the police station didn't have records, right? Mm-hmm. I really feel like when people get abducted, they part of your treatment is some sort of shock after like where you just don't act like you're stunned. Like, do you ever see like when they tag sharks, Mm -hmm. you know, like we watch those, you know, shark week and it's like, okay, we're going to tag a bunch of sharks today. They're kind of like when they get out of the water and then you put them back in, they kind of float there for a while before they get going again. And you got to kind of hold them a little bit so they don't drown or or go um, flip upside down. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's a, I feel like the aliens with the abduction thing, they're tagging us. It's whatever that, it's something for information. It's something for location. It's something for learning. And then when they put you back, you're stunned for a while. Well, as we know from a previous episode. Yes. We have both been abducted. (laughs) 
Um, and but then you you know you were as you were watching that show you were thinking back to uh, something that happened to you in high school. All right, so this which is, was pretty cool. This is crazy. Um, the summer between junior and senior year. So I was like, what, 17? Yeah, I was 17. Um, I I was pretty big into the Catholic church. And so I was in a youth group and we went to this conference, you know, I'm from Buffalo and we went to this conference in Massachusetts and it was like a weekend conference. And I went with my friends in the youth group and we went in a bus with the youth group and like it was in, um, it was called a Steubenville conference. And I forget, like it was in some sort of college, like it was on a college campus, but we all, we lived outside for the weekend. Anyways, I remember after dinner, so maybe it was like seven, six, seven, I think six thirty, seven PM, my friend and I walked back to the, like this huge tent where we were all staying. And I remember sitting down on top of my sleeping bag and I remember she's talking to me and all of a sudden, like, and it was in the, like half of it was in the woods. And I remember seeing like a bright light. Then in the time it takes to close my eyes for a blink, which I, it was, it was morning. It was like a full eight hours later. Where? And I was in the sleeping bag. I was in my clothes. I was in my sleeping bag and that's never happened to me before. Like I've never. So, so you were sitting up in the sleeping, like you weren't I sat sleeping. down. No, I just sat down cause we were just going to get something and then right. go walk around. Okay. Like we're getting something out of our bags and then we were going to go walk around and I just sat down and, and then, then I saw something like my eyes got kind of screwed up or whatever. Uh-huh. And then, cause I saw like a brightness, I closed my eyes, I opened them. It's morning. Like, Weird. like literally boom, boom, blink. It's morning. What did your friend that you were with have to say so about this? My friend and, and the same thing, like I, I, I was in the sleeping bag and I like opened my eyes cause it was in the space of a blink. I'm like, what happened? She was sleeping. So I waited. So, cause it was early morning. So I, she woke up and I said, her name was Missy. I'm like, Missy, what happened to me? Like, because I was just sitting here and then the next thing I know it's now. And she said, I I just, she goes, I got what I wanted to get. You were just kind of sitting dazed on your um, sleeping bag. So I just went off with our other friends and left you there. Well, that's not nice. Well, I mean, I guess we're 17, you know, and and I'm like, what, where, I'm like, so when you came back, you know, I was trying to get a timeline. So I'm like, right. you, she's like, well, when I came back, because there were campfires and so I was, we were doing things. And she's like, you were sleeping in your sleeping bag. So then I always thought something happened and I didn't know what. And like, I'm like, was I drugged? You know? But then when I was watching this, yeah. I was like, it's exa- it felt like I lost time because, you mm. know, I've been like, I mean, listen, what am I, 39 now? I've been drunk. I've been on things. I've, do, I've been like under for um, me- medications for surgeries and stuff like that. Yeah. I've never had a losing time experience where it felt like a blink, like the space huh. of a blink. Never. Well, we got to track this Missy down then. I know. And I tried to look for her and she's not on Facebook. Do you think she's been taken? <laughs> She's very, 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 very Christian. I know very that. Christian. Okay. Um, Hence, that's why you're on the retreat. Yes. I was really now, into it. Now, I just, I just want to throw this out there. <laughs> right. You can say what you want. Now, in the years, you know, the last yeah. few years, the Catholic Church has come out. You know, and there's been a lot of molestation. Don't think I didn't look into that. that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it could. So we're either looking at aliens or possible one or of those I things. Or maybe I was, maybe I was drugged. You know what I mean? Right. I was in my clothes. So. Right. I don't know. And right. and nobody else had this happen to them. Were you did you look like an altar boy at the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. 
Are you sure? I don't. It 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 was just so. It made me think about that. And I've honestly, even before this, I would always Google once in a while, like were there any reports of similar things happening at these conferences or, or at that time that you know, I'd Google the date and, and the year and whatnot. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Because I know it was something. Yeah. But I don't know. I was watching this and I'm like, that would be like cooler than just getting drugged or something. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean both your choices here are not the greatest because you either like have I would rather you've been abducted that or than you've been molested. somebody hurt me. Yeah. Yes. I would definitely 100% rather be abducted by aliens. Right. I, I really mean that yeah. than somebody like try to hurt me. Unless I just was drugged and then I just conked out and nothing happened. It was just like the best sleep of my night of my life. Even though right. I swear but it was light out. It was light and in the space of a blink, it's the next day. It was the hmm. most for, I'll never forget how weird it was. That's so weird. And I they, mean that, that's happens to me when I go to sleep. Like when I go to sleep it never happens unless Abby to me. comes in or the kids do something. And she said I was just dazed staring and I yeah. and I wasn't responding. So she's just like, all right, whatever and then she just like went off. Weird. And like, and so anyways, but I believe the UFO people, yeah. I think weird things happen to people. I, I do too. And you know, but the clincher for me yeah. was, you know, after you posted your Instagram thing, I got a call from, you know, an older cousin and this is what he told me. He said he was in the Berkshires at the time. Really? Yes. And he actually saw an alien. Oh. Uh, he fed this alien Reese's pieces. <laughs> um, he would always, this guy that my cousin would always tell me these stories about how great he was on a bicycle. <laughs> oh. They used to do like a lot of. He wore a hoodie? Uh, he wore a hoodie. Oh, a hoodie, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, <laughs> him calling me after that really kind of solidifies things for me. Um, you All know, right. You know. It's good to know. Yeah. Um, on another note, like, you know how I always say to you, Scott, like, there should be a school for people. Like that we don't have a school, yes. but there should be like a school for all the stuff they never teach you. Uh-huh. Well, apparently there is a school and it's called Skillshare. Oh, what's that? So it's a community with thousands of like creatives and learners and it's for curious people and it's about exploring new skills or deepening passions or getting lost in creativity. Um, basically, it's classes that are online for any time you can take them. They fit into your schedule. Most of the classes are like broken up in like three to four minutes each lesson for a total of like you know, 40 minutes to a little over an hour. And I did the coolest class. I already told you about it. Yes. I did a class about um, from Soledad O'Brien. She taught this class called Powerful Storytelling Today, Strategies for Crafting Great Content. And, you know, she talked about how to own your own narrative, own your story. She's a journalist, uh-huh. you know, for the purpose of either being a journalist or just it's good to cultivate your story so nobody else takes it from you. And it's it's be- it really is an eye opener for me, and it changed a lot of my perspective. I got another one. I'm in the middle of doing. It's called Instagram Worthy Photography. Ooh. Shoot, edit, and share with Brandon Wolfell. You Ooh. remember when I kept stopping you on the Georgia trip? Yes, on at those farm sites. Yeah, I'm like, I need a picture. Yeah, I need as a picture. Like, as I was almost getting run over by cows. I am so learning how to use lighting and like my iPhone in ways that. I don't know. Like, I feel like a professional. That would also be perfect if we see a UFO. Yes, I'll be ready. For, oh, I'm so much quicker now with it because of the. Right. So these, 
are available to you. You can get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash K-Y-A. That's two free months. You get unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Skillshare.com slash K-Y-A. Um, you know, you get, um, you get so many classes and it's incredibly affordable and with everything that's going on, you know, it's, it's around 10 bucks a month. It's the perfect solution for workshops and learning right at your fingertips. Fantastic. Hey, what are we talking about today? We're talking about spirit spirit animals. animals. And I think if Skillshare was a spirit animal, they would have to be an owl. I believe you. Definitely an owl. Let's do it. (laughs) So I'm talking about spirit animals today. And what happened was this um, this past 4th of July, I was talking to my girlfriend who came over and we were just talking about, you know, spirit animals because that's what you do. <laughs> like the more you get down into this journey, you will have conversations with people about spirit animals and what your <laughs> spirit animal is. And it was, a, it was a fun conversation. And I'm like, you know what? I have to finally do like a whole episode about this because it's a thing. And here's the thing. Okay. In this podcast, I do try, and I'm sure you've noticed, to make these spiritual things feel grounded. These new age things feel grounded. Um, I try to make the paranormal normal, I say. I feel like there is a need, though, to pay attention to to the stuff that can be easily dismissed as ridiculous or new age simply because it's different. I grew up, like, in the same society you did. You know, like where this stuff's weird. Okay. Like I, I know, like <laughs> I know. And it's very easy for me to put myself back in the shoes of just shrugging off things that I don't feel like exploring because it's not relevant to how I fit in, in society currently. Like I get that, but there is a separate place to fit into. And that's the place that one day you have a bunch of friends over and you're just talking about your spirit animals. Like it happens, but Like anything, it's important to understand why we need to keep an open mind. And that's because of perspective. When something hits you as odd or weird or you immediately want to dismiss it, take a moment and consider it. Give it a moment for processing because that need to dismiss it isn't you. That's your cultural programming. That's your conditioning. That's not you. So so stop yourself when you want to do that with anything. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you do that already. But we all have people in our lives that simply don't or won't do this, and we can role model for them that it's not naive to do this. It's not naive to explore things that others would label as, you know, hippy-dippy or childish or fantasy, and really show them that we believe in magic. So what, what is magic? Maybe magic is just looking around and knowing that in some way, what you see is meant for you to see it. What you see when you pay attention is a form of communication from, we'll call it that, which is bigger than us. That when you do things that aren't going to a church or a temple and listening to some man tell you how to pray and what to say, and and if you think like, okay, if that can be acceptable, then why not taking a moment of reflection when a hawk crosses my path? Or a moment of reflection when I am filled with awe when I see a whale break the ocean surface. Why can't that be a religious, a fundamentally spiritual experience? Because what is spirituality anyhow? It's connecting to the part of you within, which is part of the collective, 
We can call it Jesus, God. We can call it that which is bigger than us. We can call it creator. We can call it universe. We can call it spirit. So right there, as I talk about spirit animals today, that's my context for this. Even if, let's say you don't believe that these animals are magical. Maybe you can believe that what happens to you when you use the world around you to open yourself up to deeper insight, that that is magical. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And maybe that's how you can explain it to people who are rolling their eyes at you when you say that your spirit animal is, you know, a bear. (laughs) And it's fun. It is funny. Okay. I get it. It's hysterical, but it's also in a way when you kind of let yourself go there, really insightful and helpful. So like all things we talk about on here, think about it, really take a moment and think. Does it mean more to you? And and check in with your ego to make sure you're not blocking knowledge because it's silly or weird or different. Because if you think about it and you research it, so many cultures have normalized this tradition of a spirit animal. We are products in many ways of, of our environment, which always controls our first reaction to something new or different. So hearing spirit animal at first can be a little like, oh, I don't want to be foolish or childlike or silly. But in many cultures for thousands of years, it was and still is a very accepted and normalized knowledge. It's a very accepted and normalized filter of perception. So like with anything, trust that you are not your thoughts. You really aren't your thoughts. You are the connection to yourself. You are so much more than the words floating around in your head. Thoughts are not you. Like your thoughts aren't you. If you step back and start observing the thoughts, that's you. You're the observer. You are not the thoughts. You're the observer of your thoughts. Huge distinction, albeit subtle. And that's what we're learning to do. We're learning to step back and observe the programming. When you do that, you can change your mind. And when you change your mind, you're downloading the most, let's call it like current updates to your soul. So that's what we're doing. We're just downloading new information and implementing it. So the feelings that you have are you, like your emotions, that's your soul connection. That's spirit within. That's the truth. And the words floating around in your thoughts and ideals, those are not permanent and they're really not of you. They're cognitive and they're not your identity. Your identity is how you feel. It's a wordless awe. And that's what I really try and you know, I'm really trying to cultivate that understanding here on this podcast. Okay. So that's all my pretense because listen, bottom line, like if I could sum that all up, I know this is kind of funny stuff. I get it. And if you're new to it, you're like, what? (laughs) But go with me here. On episode eight of this podcast, I talked about spirit guides and how they communicate with us. And there are many ways. And I go into a lot of it on that podcast in depth. But one of the ways is through spirit animals. So what is a spirit animal? Well, we all have one. But you can have spirit animal messengers to come in for specific messages and lessons in addition to having a unique spirit animal to yourself. You may have an inkling to what your spirit animal is already. It's that animal as a child you couldn't get enough of. Or it's something which you love so much you you have a collection of this animal as art in your home. This could be something you've always loved in jewelry, again, or art, or perhaps you even have a tattoo of this animal. It's really something that for whatever reason, when you see it, you feel connected and happy. 
there aren't really words to spoil this feeling. It just feels like you've been reflected back in animal form. Like you have a pure understanding of this animal and its representation to you in your life. Many of us, like, you know, we love cats and dogs and gerbils and our birds and all that kind of stuff. But there's something different about your relationship with your spirit animal. It may not be something where you would want this animal as a pet or even to, like, touch it. Not that it repels you, but it's something which fascinates you and creates a respect for this animal. So it could be an animal like a porcupine, for example, or a snake, or even a rat, or like a ladybug. It's not something which always makes a lot of sense conventionally. That's the thing with spirit animals. You have to let go of control. I realize, and I get it, like everyone wants their spirit animal to be like a dolphin, (laughs) but some people get a possum. And you have to kind of let that go and let spirit do the revealing for you. Spirit animals are your teachers. They're teachers from the other side. They can come into your life at times when you need to be pushed along or guided. That's why many Native American cultures called them guides. Um, And again, in these cultures, it is believed that you do not choose the animal. It chooses you. They are here to provide you with an unfiltered truth, with healing and intense symbolism. You can have one or several in your lifetime. They can change depending where you're at and where you're going and how you've evolved, which I think is interesting because we all do change in our life. Like who you are at 10, 20, 30, 40, you're not, you're not the same person. There's a lot of versions of you. And what I like about um, certain cultures and, and especially in the Native American culture, a lot of the Native American cultures, that was a respected thing. Like you'd get different names throughout your life because you change and they don't expect you to stay the same. It is in our culture. We're supposed to be the same person all the time. And like, that's really not how humans are supposed to be. We're supposed to evolve. And, and so like the spirit animal thing, it, reflects that and it respects that. So you, you can evolve your spirit animals and, and gain a new one, for example, as you go on. Um, yeah, so again, they, they can change depending where you're at and where you're going. And it, it doesn't also mean you need to spend physical time with this animal, like actual physical interaction with them. It can mean that you reflect on this animal and its teachings in order to communicate with the energy. The animal itself may come to you not as itself, but in depictions, such as on greeting cards you'll get or other renderings, which can be very surprising to you once you open your eyes and see how much your guides want to connect with you and like throw this spirit animal in your face. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So here's a personal story. When I was in my mid twenties, you know, I was teaching. I wasn't really happy. I didn't, I, you know, I had no clarity. I didn't know what to do. I was kind of stock limbo, all that. I kept noticing hummingbirds, like ridiculous, all over the place, in jewelry, in art, in cards, everywhere. It was around the same time I was tapping into parts of myself which were long put to sleep. You know, the psychic stuff, the the spiritual life guidance, the colors, what they meant, all that. And I felt a need for change. 
just in general. I'm like, I need to change, but I don't know what. And also for something new. And again, I had no idea what. I had no clue what. Um, it was unnerving how many times though I kept seeing hummingbirds to the point I was like, okay, I know this has to mean something, but like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean? And so when I looked up the meaning finally of the hummingbird, I was kind of shook because it represents, I mean, it has a lot of meanings, the hummingbird, but one of like the meanings that shook me at the time were a hummingbird is representative of the journey ahead of oneself. And it's a symbol of magic in one's life and the ability to be flexible and the the ability to be like a small, like a small person, but a fierce person. And it's about creating space where none is around and protecting one's own boundaries. And it's about the ability, this bird is about the ability to reflect on the past while creating a better future. So these, they symbolize the need to lift up from negativity, to adapt to surroundings instead of trying to controlling them. And all of this resonated with me so much. I just felt like, oh my God, like this must be what my spirit animal is. And I didn't really know what it was, like what that meant at that time. Um, because even though I grew up in a psychic family, we didn't really talk like this. Um, so I was like, I... I guess I, I had a fundamental knowledge. Like, I feel like this means something to me. And then when I was looking up a lot of Native American tradition, that's where I, I understood like, okay, in some cultures, like this is a normalized thing. And it felt very strong to me. Um, so at the time, you know, I wasn't sure, but I knew it was something. And to this day, hummingbirds will show up when, when I start to change or my life starts to switch around or I'm in transition or there's just a general need for closer looks in my life. So for me, when I see a hummingbird, it's a, it means I'm on, I'm on a track and they kind of show me like, you know, when you go hiking and you see the markers on the tree, like that's like hummingbirds for me. Like when I see them, I'm like, okay, I'm on a journey. And that just means I'm, I must be going kind of the right way. So just take inventory and look around me. Um, I have another personal story. I never, so I shared this with my friend who who came over when we were doing our spirit animal conversation. And this is something I don't even talk about, but like, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a sharing mood right now as I talk about all this. Apart from animal um, colors around people, I do see animals around people too. (laughs) This is, I know. And I never talk about it because like, I feel like it's a whole part of me that needs to be like, curated and explored and like understood and like what the heck does this mean before I like jump out there and actually do it for people um so I feel like I'm gonna start doing it in in my readings just to kind of get because that's how you when you're when you have like a gift if you have an intuitive gift you have to like practice you just do so I feel like this is going to be part like if you get a reading with me coming up I'm going to start talking about like and like animals sound nuts but like that's what I get just I feel because there is something with this where I will see animals around people and I was talking to my friend and, and Amanda and I said man I just see like a woodland and I'm still developing it so I'm like I see I, but I've always seen like animals around people and I told her like I see a woodland creature around you and I can't figure out what it is because I'm still trying to figure it out but it's like bushy and I know it lives in the forest and something like that and she was like oh my god and like we laughed because like the girl next to her, I saw like a marine animal around her, like a dolphin or whatever. And it's like, how come she gets the dolphin and I get the woodland creature? <laughs> it's fuzzy. But she said she was always connected to those, to those woodland creature animals, like the little small, like squirrels like that. Anyways, just a little side note. 
I feel like there's something to this beyond just the spirit animal thing too. I feel like for for some intuitives like myself, it can mean more symbolism and also point to things that the person I'm reading has to work on and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. That was like my random sharing moment for you guys. Okay, back to spirit animals. So spirit animals can be temporary messengers too. So for example, I had a family of woodpeckers um, last summer or last spring, last spring, move into my yard. And it was super amazing. And they were like fascinated me. And I looked them up and they were called red-bellied woodpeckers. And I felt they meant something. And then I was researching their meanings and they represent the need to protect your wisdom and creativity from like outside threats. And they're about people who want to take from you. And and they're about like putting a stamp on something so that it doesn't get taken from you in a way which is negative. And at that time, I was going back and forth about doing this podcast at all. And when I saw these woodpeckers, I knew it was spirit saying like, this is what you have to do so that you can keep your message of like spiritual life guidance and the aura colors as meant for spiritual life guidance, you know, intact. That is about like authentic living and all the things that I feel like aura colors are for, you know what I mean? Like keeping them on a track where it's really about insight for yourself, not just like frou-frou party trick stuff. So I was like, that's when I kind of like when they moved in, I was like, you know what? I need to it helped me make the decision to do this podcast. And um, so that was last spring. And and so basically there's – woodpeckers also represent a need to be kind, get cautious to those around you in a, your circles. And at that time I was also doing some major house cleaning on toxic relationships like that are very close in my life. So all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so you can have a spirit animal and then sometimes you can just have like spirit messengers. So like out of nowhere you'll see – um, some sort of animal that comes in. And if you kind of pay attention to it, it can kind of lead you inward and see what things you have to clear up for yourself. So let's talk about some common spirit animals and what they mean. And they're going to mean different things. I'm just talking them as your spirit animal, but like, let's say they're just a spirit messenger. Like they just show up randomly. They might have different meanings for that. So it's always good to kind of go to like a lot of the Native American um, accredited websites have like really good meanings of these things. And they're like the ancient wisdom of, they call them totem animals. And I really strongly going there for, you know, I would send you there for um, more in-depth explanation of like what your spirit animal means to you. So yeah, so here's the thing. Now that you're paying attention, just get ready. You're going to see all sorts of signs and symbols and notice them all. Birds happen to be a big one. (laughs) They are a big one and they will come through for a lot of different purposes. So get the green person in your life that you have on hand so you can quickly learn to identify bird species because that's like the hardest part. Like what species was that? All of these animals have the positive meanings and the shadow meanings. So what does that mean? It means you can get information from things that are good to know about yourself and the things that are shadow, part of your shadow self, which is those are the things you hide from yourself. We all have a shadow self. And those are things you think you're hiding from yourself all subconsciously, but like you're not. And then the animals come in and will show that to you. So spirit guides in general don't sugarcoat and spirit animals don't either. The things that are kind of not the best about each animal reflects the same in us. But to see our shadow self is a huge advantage in this lifetime. It takes a ton of energy to hide it. And at the end of the day, you only hide it from yourself. Other people see it very clearly no matter what. I just did... um, Episode 40 was about toxic personalities and dysfunctional relationships and red flags. And it was about you have to know what you're missing in your life so that the people who are toxic don't see it first and 
totally manipulate you. And that's what spirit animals can help you with. They can show you your shadow self, the parts that need healing so that other people can't come in and manipulate you. So let's talk about some animals that are specific. The first few are birds because birds are a thing. The crow. So crows are a big one. They have just a bad rap in literature and whatnot. They've always had this like foreboding trickster reputation, but they actually mean a need to shift to a higher perception and conscious state. They're a smart bird. It's a connection to the magic of life, meaning that if you, if this is your spirit animal, they're telling you that you have an ability to manipulate energy around you to your own advantages. So see that ability and use it wisely. Crows mean flexibility, adaptability, and the strength in being able to see your flaws and your strong points, both in order to get ahead. Um, This animal reminds you to be proud, to use it, to get on top of it, and to lose any shame towards it. You know, lose the shame towards your ambition. Lose the shame towards the things that you're good at, your interpersonal ability to connect with other people, for example. Um, People will have this idea of you in your head, which can be stressful for you to feel and handle, especially when you're an empath and you can feel other people's feelings as your own. But you don't have to do what they they need you to do. You can do, you can be you. And that's what this bird tells you. As long as you understand that your intentions are pure, it doesn't matter what others perceive them as. And that's what the crow means. It means be you and you're going to have haters, but that's just the way it is. You only answer to yourself and God at the end of the day. If you can truly sit there and say your intentions are pure, then they're pure. You know, it doesn't matter what other people think. Get new people. The owl. The owl is a very powerful one. Even if it's not your spirit animal, like even if an owl crosses your path or something, it's considered a spiritual experience and a true sign from the universe. They represent wisdom, guidance, and knowledge from the soul. They can come about during during transitions, um, times in your life when you are experiencing the unknown or feeling lost. Owls indicate that you have the ability to spot like BS a mile away and that you got to trust that. You can see beyond what others want you to see into the truth. But trusting, trusting yourself, that's the journey you're going to have to take. That's what owls tell you. Trust it. And and that you can see things. It's not always fun to see things. You know, it's not always, it's, it's sometimes easier just to go with the version that's the least resistant, but owls tell you to look past that. Hawks, if a hawk is your spirit animal, they're just a very powerful creature. And even if it's just a spirit messenger for you, it's a cool experience to have um, a hawk experience. So they represent courage and awareness of self. And basically, again, to see truth, and, and, and seeing truth is a great trait, to see things clearly without hiding oneself from the reality. That is what this animal represents, your ability to call it like it is and to trust that moving forward, even if it's not a pretty picture to paint for yourself or others, is the best route. Not everyone likes the truth. It offends them. It triggers them. It makes them feel secure. It turns the light on in a dark room that they'd prefer to stay dark. But it's something which this animal shows you that you have the need to do. And honestly, you have the responsibility to do as well, regardless of how others are affected by it. Seeing this animal means it's time for a reality check. You know, where am I? Where do I need to go? What is happening right now? Um, Both which can hold me back and can benefit benefit me. and, and it's time to go within and go there for your answers because your intuition holds all sorts of keys for solutions to any problems. Interesting story about the hawk spirit animal. One of my clients, he totally like normal dude, you know, like 
worked forever in this factory in Kentucky and he's this awesome guy and he's so old school and he's into this stuff, right? And he's like, I think the hawk's my spirit animal <laughs> and he's green. And um, it was crazy because like it appeared to him, it appears to him a lot, but it appeared to him right before there was like a lot of like shady stuff going down where he worked. And, you know, it was kind of just like the truth is going to reveal itself and, you know, you have a choice to make. You know, do you want to be on the side of, you know, the truth or do you want to be on the side of like what they're hiding from you? And it just was kind of like, it was interesting because it was like this huge thing going on with his workplace and whatnot. There was a big deal in his life. He worked there for a long time and it was all kind of coming, coming to close and they were lying to the employees and all sorts of things. And, and the, for him, it was kind of a turning point for him to, to begin to let go that things are going to change, but it's okay because he's moving towards the truth and he had to stand up for himself knowing that that was going to happen for him. So that's what spirit animals can do. Sometimes they're not as amazing to other people as they are to you. Like sometimes like the fundamental changes when you see your spirit animal or you have an experience like that, or you're like, well, sometimes like the change within you is more like a catalyst or like an opening of a door to something. And and, so, and what I've noticed about the spiritual awakening in general, um, you know, with this stuff and all our other stuff it's very, very inside work that other people don't quite get unless they've done it themselves. So when you explain to somebody like, oh, my awakening, like you're going to look like the same person. To them. <laughs> like maybe like you have more opinions or something or you don't try so hard or whatever to fit in. You're going to look basically like the same person, but inside you're going to feel completely different. And that's the thing with seeing a spirit animal. It, it causes kind of like a, a, like a catalyst change within you, which is really cool, but not always measurable for other people to see. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So let's talk about some other kind of spirit animals like spiders. Spiders can be spirit animals too. Really any bug can, a lot of bugs. They represent patience and creation and the unity between those two things. They can also really help you tap into your, or tell you to tap into your artistic sides, which are lying dormant. Creation isn't always about artistic abilities, okay? doesn't always mean you can draw or paint or whatever. It's about the creation of a life you want relationships you envision and things that affect you daily, like your schedule for work or how you generate income. It's about taking your life and really feeling you have all the ability to manifest and create just like a spider creates their web. You too have this ability to create your world from the tools you hold within the the best places to do things exist around you. So looking around and seeing which serves you now, now in your current environment to get you to the next step. 
not thinking like, oh, if this happens, then I'd be okay. Or if I move or if I do that, it's like, no, now, what can I do in this moment with what I have, the tools around me? That's what a spider reminds you to do. Um, it, it helps you get inspired by like your current state of affairs and not sitting around and waiting for perfect conditions in which to start. Begin now is what this spider tells you to do when you see it. And usually people with the spirit animal of a spider are really good self-starters. They just do it. The turtle. The turtle is a very, it's like an ancient spirit animal, spirit guide. It means that you have this need to protect yourself when you see this animal. So that's the first, it's like protect yourself. Like when you see this, um, you have to take yourself and your loved ones in and keep them close. So it can be sometimes like a warning when you see one. Um, Also, it can mean a change of pace in your life, time to be more in the moment and also can show up when the message is to slow it down. Uh, Not to compare yourself to those around you. That's another thing. Stop comparing that the turtle can tell you to do. It can create a message for you to stay grounded. It can also mean to basically stop avoiding conflict. So the thing with the turtle spirit animal, it's telling you like, while you have this need to protect yourself, but it's also a a need to know when it's about avoiding conflict rather than protection. Those are two different things. Avoiding conflict can take a lot of energy when you're surrounded by people hell-bent on creating drama and conflict and protecting yourself from it. That's different. That means you're separating yourself actively from these people in situations where they don't have you in their toxic wake. So instead of hiding in plain sight, which takes a ton of energy and that's how you get inauthentic colors and all this other stuff going on, you take a moment to draw the line in the sand and basically actively put space between you and them. And yeah, they will know it. So it's uncomfortable, but that's the difference between avoiding conflict and protecting yourself. And that's what the turtle's telling you to do. And it's one of the many, many meanings, but that's the one I really like wanted to talk about today. The wolf. Okay. So last one I'm talking about, and there's so many, I could go on and on and on, but like, those were the ones I really hear a lot about. So I wanted to go into those, but the wolf. So the wolf is a spirit animal, which means you have good connection with your own instinct. It represents, you know, that you're you, a need for independence and freedom. And a need to make your own rules and a need to rely on your own keen mind to do it. But the wolf spirit animal can also mean to take those insecurities in life in check, to make sure you don't ignore your weak spots so as to become a victim of your own pride and ego. The wolf can indicate that others and even yourself expect you to be strong all the time, to never have feelings or weaknesses or things that need some TLC. When you see the wolf and it's a trying time, the message is to start taking some inventory into what it is in you that needs more care and more sensitive attention in your life. It can also mean you feel threatened by a person or a situation. That's another thing it can mean. But the world means that like this, how do I put this? The wolf means that you are able to distinguish truth from lies, the good from the bad. You just need to rely on that, trust it, and go with your first instinct. But at the same time, you have to be careful that you don't feel like the world is out to get you, that you do need, I mean, even a wolf has a pack, you know, like you do need a pack. You do need people you can be vulnerable to and that you can lean on and trust and help you out. So not a lone wolf, we wolf pack. That's what we're going for. So when you think you have a spirit animal, just ask spirit to confirm it for you. I find this to be the best thing to do. Like with anything, like if you thought you saw a sign and you're not sure, or if you thought you had a visitation and you want to 
ask spirit to like confirm it for you, just ask. Like, let's say you had a dream of grandma, right? Like, oh, I had a dream of grandma, spirit, and just really put it out. Like, was that real? And and really open your eyes and then see if the next day somebody randomly mentions her or you find an old birthday card from her float out of your closet. Like, you have to also open your eyes to it to entrust. But you can ask, hey, I think my spirit animal is a turtle. Spirit, spirit guides, can you please confirm that for me? And keep your eyes open and see what happens. See who crosses your path on a walk. See what images keep coming up in your daily life on TV and art, etc. See where your attention takes you. Your spirit animal may visit you in dreams. You may be given something with it carved on it. You may just have a total infatuation with this type of animal for no reason. You might be sitting next to some guy at the doctor's office and he's got a big old wolf tattoo on his shoulder and you're like, what? (laughs) You know, like little things like that. You got to keep an eye open for it after you ask for confirmation and believe it. That's part of it, the faith, the letting go. Let them reveal themselves to you. Your spirit animal, again, if you don't have one, you just have to kind of like, it, you, you do. You do have one. You just have to kind of open your eyes more to it. And, and when you're ready to see it, they tend to come in more because we all do have a spirit animal. You just have to keep asking for spirit to bring them into your life. And when you're ready to accept it, it'll come. And the thing is they fill you with a sense of awe and wonder and a peace. It's a knowing. The more you know yourself, the more you understand what I mean when I say unknowing. It's like a sense of clarity that this is for you. The ego will automatically have you check that with, oh, maybe I'm pretending or I want it to be true, so I'm making it up or this is silly. But now that you know the voice of the ego, it it can't trip you up. You're going to hear it. It's inevitably going to come in and start naysaying whatever that you think is cool and, and instead of going with it, like you've been culturally programmed to, you say, ah, I hear you, ego, got you, I validate you, and then you go make it sit somewhere else in your brain, and you just keep on going. Now, I'm going to research it. You know, just move on. Yes, we are in touch with reality. We, we get it. But at the same time, there's another reality, and it's actually more real than the one they taught you was real. There is nothing I love more I'm trying to think if this is true. But right now, there is nothing I love more than a how I discovered my spirit animal story. So if you send me them or stick them on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page, I'm going to post them to my stories because some some of y'all have some like hysterical ones (laughs) that are just so funny. And some of you have like really poignant, powerful, like scary, accurate ones. And those are cool too. So I want to hear it. Um... And I want to see what you guys have to say. Hey, Scott. So what do you think your spirit animal is? Well, I put a lot of thought into this. Mm-hmm. And I came up with two. Okay. And I think one of these two was probably correct. Okay. The first one I came up with was an ostrich. <laughs> and then the second one <laughs> that I came up with was a bear. Which oh. one do you think I would be more like? Like it's a bear. Okay. You're always so obsessed with them. Yes. And like whenever we go on vacations, you're always trying to find them and you're fearless. And the rest of us are scared. Like when we went to the Smokies, like it's amazing. You do, you find them. Yeah. You're like that guy in the national park where like nobody can see anything. Like, and then you're the one that spots the bear and then everybody like finds. Yeah. Everybody stops their car around us. That's true. I only said ostrich because I wanted to, because like in the movie Jumanji, if anyone's still <laughs> playing the game, Jumanji, um, 
they doesn't someone get like killed oh, by an yeah, ostrich? The ostrich. <laughs> oh my god, that's a funny movie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so of course, as always, yeah. I had to ask the incredible Mystic Michaela spiritual family, yes. who I have to say, the, the, this is the greatest group on Facebook. Isn't it? I don't care what anybody tells me. Mm-hmm. This is the best group on Facebook. They're incredible people. Yeah, they're uh, fun. They. They are so supportive. They are of what we do to one another and too. to one another. Yeah. So I asked them, of course, what yeah. their spirit animals were and why. And we got. I mean, we have actually we could rename the group <laughs> Noah's Ark uh, because we have Noah's so Ark. we could rename it Noah's Ark. We have so many animals. Like they don't even think it's weird. They're like, no, oh, no, yeah, no. Every, it's an eagle. There, I would have to say there's no animal that was not mentioned. We're even talking about like you know those fish that live like. 10,000 feet beneath Seriously? the sea. There's so many on there. Oh, yeah. so cool. So, I will, okay. So I'm just going to go hear. through some I, of I them. I need to hear this, yes. All right. Hannah, and I'll just do first names as always. Hannah says she's like a sloth. Oh. Uh, she thinks it's a sloth because she likes to nap and yeah. eat, I think, at the same time. <laughs> nap and eat yeah. at the same time, yeah. which is a true skill. A true skill, yeah. It's a true skill. Yep. Uh, I know our neighbor, too. Erin uh, also likes sloths. I don't know if that's her spirit animal, but I, think I know it, she's no, a big sloth. No, she thinks sloth. it is. Yeah, she's a big sloth person too. Um, so that's interesting. Um, sloth was that, does that represent anything? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, like a lot. Like so, they're like the sloth spirit animal has a lot to do with diplomacy. You know, peacemaker, being altruistic. Like the slowness is more about like being in the present moment. Like these are how these people are. You know, they're relaxed. They calm, they calm other stuff down or whatnot. They take they think about things. They process a lot, and they're good helpers. That's kind mm-hmm. of like that. So a lot of like, and it's funny because our, our across the street neighbor is a teacher, and so a lot of like sloth people. <laughs> I guess they're really into those types of professions, like helping. Okay. So it's usually, they're usually like totems of helper people. Cool. All right. But they, but they do have a tendency to keep everything to themselves and not speaking their mind, oh. which can be a problem. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The next one that came up, which I thought was interesting, Mm -hmm. was someone thinks they're an effing Siamese squirrel. Oh, like a, a Siamese a squirrel. A Siamese squirrel. And this is what they say. My brain has like a ping pong, has 10 ping pong balls going off at once in all different directions. Part of her wants to do one thing, but the other part wants to do another thing or nothing at all. Okay. She's funny, fun to be around, but people definitely think, hmm, something's a little bit not right up with her. Um, or things are wonderful with her. Well, the squirrel spirit animal does stand for like energy. So okay. that makes oh, sense. that makes sense. And like playfulness, but also preparation and prudence. Like, they don't waste time, you know? They're always, like, thinking, what should I do next? They don't just sit there. They're always, like, hurrying around, scurrying around, getting stuff done. Okay. But people can take that the wrong way, you know? Interesting. Or whatever. Yeah, that's the squirrel spirit animal thing. It's, like, about efficient people. Mm. But entertaining, too. Now, Mark, one of the only men in the group... Yes. um, ...says that he is a duck-billed platypus... Very specific on these. A duck-billed platypus. Uh, We know Mark... 
uh, you know, that is uh, Monica's husband. I don't think he's joking. Um, no, he is not joking. No, I know. He definitely thinks he, he even said, you're so funny because he even says not meant <laughs> yeah, to be funny. I, just, I know that. Yeah, because that's how he is. Yeah. Um. So I had to look this one up because it says that hardworking and intelligent are the signs of somebody with the duckbill platypus um spirit animal which is him like he's an engineer he's very like smart he does something i don't even know what he does it's like super green person Mm -hmm. and it also like they are quiet and reserved which is mark like they enjoy solitude they would gladly like pass up a party to stay home like that kind of thing and also they have a colorful imagination however they combine it with a lot of logic so that's the spirit animal thing but they can also be like because there's always the shadow parts of a spirit animal like sometimes these people don't feel like they belong in the world. Like they always feel like apart from things. And um, yeah, okay. so that's kind of the platypus thing. It teaches uh-huh. us to love who you are and be proud of your uniqueness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jody thinks she's a coyote. Oh, that's a cool uh, one. Yeah, she's always had dreams that she's running with a pack and howling yes. like a kid. Maybe she's a werewolf or something. <laughs> then in her adulthood, she would always see... When she was walking on her old property, she would always see them. They would howl at her. She would howl back. She had a relationship with one once. It didn't go well. They broke up. (laughs) Then she's also on Tinder for coyotes. Oh. Okay. That got dark and twisted. It got crazy. That got really weird. Jody, I don't know what's going on with you. That got really weird. Well, they're supposed to represent, like, somebody with a coyote spirit animal has the ability to see the humor in the darkest of times, meaning they can find silver linings. They're resourceful to survive when the world, like, just, just like a real coyote. Like, how do they live? You know, like, they've made it their business to survive in a world that doesn't want them here. And people with that as a spirit animal, they're incredibly resourceful and they're able to do the exact same thing. Um, and, but they also represent humor. Yeah. Like dark humor for good stuff and, um, an an ability to face reality. Okay. So that's a cool one though. That's a real cool one. Maddie, uh, just discovered her spirit animal. Yeah. Hers is a raccoon. Uh, she said they're known problem solvers. They're very assertive. They're curious. Plus, she has bags under her eyes. <laughs> like she wears she, like a lot of eyeliner. Yeah, you're maybe saying? her fiance tells her they look snugly, <laughs> but they will also attack. Possibly attack on character. I don't know what that means, but maybe he thinks that she's going to attack him. Well, they are as a spirit animal indicative of somebody being courageous, okay, and um, also adventurous, and they're like calm, but also they can perk it up or whatever. And they, but you know what's interesting about raccoons? They, raccoon spirit animals kind of point to somebody who's good at figuring out, I guess, the liars around you. That's like the thing. Like you have kind of like a sixth sense for figuring out like who's doing you wrong or like what's, so it's like they see things very clearly. You know, they're nocturnal. So they come out and they can see what we can't see. So that's kind of the spirit animal guide to raccoons. Okay. Uh, We've had many like lions, tigers, and bears. Yeah. Uh, Meg think she's a cat uh basically because cats are kind of a-holes and that's just <laughs> like her so I doubt that. they're not here for everyone's bs but who doesn't love a cat nap cats are the best so she says cats are the best she is a cat cats kind of show perception so the observe being observant sitting back in silence rather than voicing out what you're thinking you know somebody with a cat spirit animal maybe they're just they relate to the 
the need not to always, you know, say the things to make a situation better. They're just going to sit back and watch it. So, and also the cat spirit animal means like you have the ability to pick up on tiny signals that, you know, what, what happens in the microcosm reflects to the macrocosm. And that's like a, that's a cat thing to do, but the shadow self, like the independence of the cat, like can be a negative too. Like you can get stuck in an isolated world, like okay. where it's just, ah, it's just me, me and me, you know, like that. And that's like things you have to watch out for. Um, that's what the cat teaches right. us. We got about half the people think they're dolphins. Dolphins is a, I said that in oh, my speech. Okay. Everybody wants to be, Everyone a dolphin. be a dolphin. But remember when, and I talked about this, remember when Jenny was over and we had Jenny and Amanda for yeah. 4th of July, Jenny, like she, I, I swear, like I felt dolphin, dolphin energy on her. It was either narwhal or dolphin. Cause I'm okay. still like figuring stuff out, oh. but like, yeah. And Amanda's a great white shark. So yeah. she kept trying to eat her all night. It was really funny. Like she just kept. Totally makes sense. Like all now. night long, I saw like Amanda like, chewing violent. on her arm. It's violent, which was really strange. Uh, Autumn, <laughs> this is a fan- this is really strange. Oh, oh okay. She has uh, Geico for her auto a insurance, gecko? so she thinks she's a gecko. <laughs> a gecko for a spirit animal. Yeah, good luck with that one. Um, well, lizards are a big one. They represent rebirth, life cycles, like hope, okay. stuff like that. Um, th- it's a huge. It's actually a very ancient spirit animal. It's not a weird one to have. Um, it generally means just kind of like that you're not rigid, you know how to adapt, like amazing adaptability, you help people transition, you help yourself transition through growth and uncomfortable times. It's like a spiritual, um, transformation animal. It kind of signifies spiritual awakenings and things like that, but also flexibility, like the world changes. You have to, too. And the gecko, when you see that, even when you see it as a spirit messenger, it's like, Ooh, maybe I need to like check my flexibility, check my adaptability in life. But that's, but usually those people who have that spirit animal apparently have that ability quite naturally. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is, I told people I wanted to hear their own experiences as to how they found out what their spirit animals were because sometimes they're just crazy stories. Um, there are crazy stories about kind of like how one, you know, ran into them or like, you know, so like got, I remember hearing one, like some bird got stuck in this lady's hair, like just all sorts of stuff. Like where it's like, hello from spirit. Here's your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, these are fantastic. I Christy was told by her friend, chief big Eagle. Ooh. That her spirit animal was a raven. Oh, that's that, a good one. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I talked about crows. Yeah. I mean, I just want to run through some more of these animals. They're, I mean, they're just all over the map. You yeah. Know, Michelle thinks she's a woodpecker. Oh, yeah. Woodpecker. Woodpecker. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, any type of, like, cat you can find from, like, a snow think leopard. They they're a woodpecker. They, th- they identify. No, like, she says, I'm a woodpecker. <laughs> it says it right she does. there. I Dude, guess she, she does. She I'm a woodpecker. <laughs> Spotted, a spotted oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's very specific. No, she's a, she thinks she's, she's a woodpecker. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things to be than a woodpecker. Yeah. She could be just a pecker. Um, <laughs> I mean, this was bad. Jen- Jennifer thinks she's a cockroach. Oh. You you know, when you see cockroaches, it means yeah. somebody's got it out for you. Yeah, that mean, I mean, that means like people are trying to step on her the whole day. That's what that means. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, really, they're usually like a bad omen animal. Really? Although, if you, li- I've never had omens until I lived in Florida because I never saw cockroaches in Buffalo. Yeah. But you move here, they're the. Oh my god, I can't we should even name handle our, them. I think we should name that cockroach that has been hanging around, Jennifer. What? We're just, we're just gonna, hey, Jennifer the cockroach. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she. She's got to get rid of that one. I don't think <laughs> yeah, that's a spirit animal. That's, yeah, that's what you got. <laughs> you might want to get rid of that one. 
Uh, and then everybody else is a dog. All yes. Right. Okay, cool. Thanks, yeah. Scott. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, <laughs> hey, guys, I really appreciate you hanging out with us today. Again, this podcast is for you and about you, and I appreciate all of you. Take care. Take care.